everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing, man? Steve, I am doing great, because it looks like we have at least a mediocre Thursday night football game this week. Not a, not a trash game like we've been looking at the last few. Yeah, I am... Uh... I've always been against Thursday games just from a regular game and a fantasy perspective. And this year has just further fueled that lived up to the hype. Yeah. Yeah. These games are just terrible. I've been a big proponent of letting these teams either on the front end or the back end. Like you only like let you only play Thursday teams after a bye week that way, you know, they have more time to rest, but then it also would make for, ideally better football coming off of that you kind of have like you know two mini buys instead of like a full buy right you're getting a 10 day or you know probably a little bit more than a 10 day rest going from your last game and then a full 10 day rest going to your next game yeah yeah i think that would make sense yeah i mean nice. the what well, the product on the field i feel like you know has is evidence enough at that point yeah yeah it must be some schedule difficulties or yeah, yeah, you'd think. Got to be something. Got to be something. Um, but hey, we got uh, some start sits to go over today. You ready to jump right into them? Yeah, let's get after it here. We got a couple interesting quarterback ones here. First one, uh, two returning players after a few weeks off. Tua Tagovailoa versus the Steelers. Dak Prescott versus the Lions. Yeah, um... A top, like they both could be good. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like Tua's been ready and they just have not used him for, you know, the, you know, the obvious yeah. purposes. I know, um, I know Teddy was like cleared, but like said, hey, we'll use you as a backup. Yeah, they held him back yeah, too. for a week. So I don't know if there's something similar to that for Tua. Yeah. So, like, and, and yeah, I don't know either. That's kind of my feeling is like Tua's been ready and, it will probably be closer to, to hitting the ground running where Dak just got cleared like today or yesterday or something. Mm. Um, with that said, I'm probably going to go Dak, the easier matchup um, against an offense, you know, that's been good and coming off a bye. So, you know, Dak might need to put up some points. Maybe we'll see what, you know, the Dallas defense can shut them down or not, but I think I'd go with Dak here. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, for me, I think it's pretty easily Dak. I think obviously there's re-injury and just overall injury risk with every player, but I think Dak had more than enough time. I think they thought he was had a chance to go this week against the Eagles and held him off. So playing against the Lions, great matchup, and you know, depending on who's healthy, the Lions come off their bye, you may have Am- Amon Ra and um, DeAndre Swift back. The Lions offense could be a little more high powered. So I think that could be a pretty high scoring game. Uh whereas with Tua, I just man, it's it's worrisome, I think, the rest of the year with him, because like no matter when, one big hit and you know, that just concussion could take him out of it. And I think the Steelers defense, I, I know they're missing players, but I don't know if it's just the culture. I don't know what it is. I'm just I'm always scared to play against them no matter who's in. And we saw it this week against Brady. I mean they played good despite missing a lot of players. And I'm guessing they'll get a few people back. And, and I just, you know, while they're on paper, a you know, good to decent matchup for fantasy, still never comfortable playing players against them. 
Yeah, fair. I'm kind of surprised we, we aligned on that, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's, it's just an interesting one. Um, yeah, it is. it's close. I mean, two guys coming back from injury could go either way. Yeah, and I guess really all of these are, are pretty close. Um, Gino, who's come back down to earth a little bit here um, at the Chargers, uh, or Brady at Carolina. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like, you know, a couple weeks ago, this I think is like a real debate. You know, the way Gino's playing, the way Brady was playing. And Brady's not playing great right now, but I think the only way I'm playing Gino over Brady is if, like, he is just kind of NBA Jam style on fire and you just can't sit him because he's just killing it, which there was a few weeks he was close to that. But right now, I just can't bring myself to play him over Brady when he kind of had more mediocre performances recently. Um, and, and Carolina is a really bad team. So, you can make the narrative that, oh, they'll go up and they'll be running the ball, but they got to score touchdowns to go up. And I'm going to, you know, feel pretty confident in, you know, Brady getting, you know, I'd say two or more touchdowns in this game. Um, and who knows, maybe Carolina rallies around, but I, I think that's probably a pretty, you know, good win for Tampa. You know, falling back to three and three, they need to get another win. And I, I just can't play, you know, a, a Gino back to earth over Brady here, especially against a, what I think is a pretty good Chargers defense. Yeah, agreed. That's a um, the matchup's a good point, uh, point too, because you have the, the good Chargers defense, you know, and not a good Carolina team, um, a team that is looking to probably start tanking soon. Um, you know, move Robbie Anderson. Not that he was, you know, some grand part of the offense, but now talking about moving CMC. So you know, we'll see. I, I've heard some DJ Moore chatter. Um, I think, uh, not recently, but probably like a week, week and a half ago. So who knows what's going to happen in Carolina. I'm with you for all the same reasons. I'll go Brady too. All right. And our final QB matchup here, Matt Ryan at Tennessee or Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo versus the chiefs. Yeah, this is a shame. Uh, you know, I, I think what I'm seeing trending, Jonathan Taylor is going to be playing. Um, He's practicing like normal from what I've read, um, which puts me down a little bit on, on Matt Ryan, um, but a good matchup. Uh, Jimmy G, you know, gets the Chiefs, could be a high-powered game, uh, or high-scoring game, but, you know, it, it feels like the 49ers could put up 40 points and somehow Jimmy G still only got like 18 fantasy points. <laughs> um, so I just... I don't know. I, I'd, I'd rather just stick with Ryan. I think, you know, maybe the offense is starting to come together. You know, JT helps him. So he's not throwing 50 passes, but you know, there's, there's more opportunities passing for him or better opportunities, I guess. Uh, people are stacking the box, stuff like that. So I think I'll go with Ryan here. Just trusting him a little bit more than I trust Jimmy. Mm, that's fair. Um, I'm pretty close there as well. I mean, I, I think it's tight. I just think the way the matchup I see going, I think that Tennessee and with Jonathan Taylor back, um, indie game is going to be a little bit closer, a little more grinded out. Both teams want to run the ball. Um, and, 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 you know, I think San Francisco definitely wants to run the ball. The Chiefs want to be balanced, but I think there's going to be more of a passing game there. Um, you know, the Chiefs are going to be able to put up points. And I think Jimmy G is going to have to. And we saw it a little bit with Ayuk getting involved. Um, and I'm waiting for you know Kittle to really get back involved. Obviously, Debo. So I, I think the weapons there are there for Jimmy to at least you know, try to keep pace or at least have to try to move the ball a little bit and that be a more high-scoring game. So I'll go Jimmy Garoppolo on that one. 
Okay, we'll move over to the the running backs here, Will. Uh, first one is a PPR pick two. Uh, we have Mostert versus the Steelers. We have Jeff Wilson versus the Chiefs. And we have uh, Travis Etienne versus the Giants. Yeah, I mean, on the surface, it looks pretty close, but I think pretty easily I'm locking in Jeff Wilson here. He you know, did have his first real down game of the year. Um, I guess if you, you know, don't count week one because he wasn't the full-time starter. Uh, but in PPR, he's been double-digit scorer every week from two through five. And then this week, obviously, big dud with uh, just you know, 25 rushing yards, no catches. So definitely tough to see that. But I, I do think the bounce-back game's in order. You know, I think this is, like I said, mentioned with Jimmy J, I think this is going to be a more high-scoring game uh, with the Chiefs and the Niners. Uh, so I, I think you have to fire them up. You know, Chiefs are a plus defense when you're starting a running back against them. So that one I think is pretty easy for me. You know, probably one of the last like lock and load Jimmy or Jimmy Jeff Wilson here for me. They got the Rams in the bye week after that. So I would presume after the bye week you're you know gonna have a really good shot of having Eli Mitchell back, and that you know just makes it you know puts Jeff Wilson back in the kind of the number two role and. Probably not very startable. Um, so, yeah, he's locked in. It's pretty tight for Mostert and for ETN for me, but it just comes down to the matchup and usage. I mean, Mostert's definitely being used, but you know, we saw a little dip in him most recently here this week. Um, I believe he does have a questionable tag. Do we know well, what the injury is there for him, if any? Uh, I don't think I have seen. Yeah, it looks like I'm seeing questionable tag. I'm not seeing. Let me see. I'm not seeing anything specific, so it, maybe it's just you know limited um, work-wise. But 14 carries, 49 yards, uh, two targets, only one catch for negative one yard. So pretty you know, down week. And the Steelers, you know, as I mentioned, they're you know usually a good defense, not the best this year so far. But so far this season, they have been a you know, negative when it comes to you know run, opposing running backs. It's you know tough to run against them. So I'm a little hesitant there. To uh, jump in off you uh, here, Will. Um, he was limited in Wednesday's practice, um, but apparently he's limited in a lot of Wednesday practices. So Yeah, not, I think that him. last week that was a big worry as well. Um, and then he you know, was full. So there's probably nothing to worry about injury-wise there then. But yeah, the Pittsburgh defense is tough against the run. Uh, whereas I think you know there was some worry about ETN a bit there with James Robinson going off. But you know here... In full PPR, I mean, we had two double-digit weeks here for ETN again. Um, 10 for 71, 10 for 86, back-to-back. I had multiple catches in both weeks as well. So, you like to see that. You know, he was an RB2 both weeks. And I think against a good Giants team, um, you know, this is two pretty unexpectedly good teams going head-to-head. So, they're going to need their playmakers to come through. I'll take the shot here on Travis Etienne. Uh, so it's going to be Wilson and Etienne for me. What about you? Yeah, 100% the same, actually, um, which is surprising because it's so close. But uh, Etienne's got an upside that I don't think Mostert has. I mean, Mostert could fall into the end zone like twice and whatever, rattle off 50 yards or something and, and have a, a really good uh, running back day. But a lot of people could do that. Uh, Etienne, between you know the pass catching, the regular work, you know, he's trending upwards. Uh, Travis Robinson or James Robinson, Travis, uh, James is, is trending down. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I like his upside and, and Jeff Wilson just want the running back pieces in that, in a game that could be high scoring. All right. Next up here, we're moving to the half PPR realm. Uh, we have AJ Dillon 
in Washington or Brian Robinson at home for the Packers. So head to head matchup. Yeah. Head to head. Uh, this one, uh, I, I don't, Dylan hasn't done enough to justify the start. No, hasn't gotten the work the last couple of weeks and, and hasn't been, you know, uber efficient with it either. So yeah. it's tough. With that said, you know, Robinson's been back two weeks, you know, the first week didn't get a ton of usage, uh, or I guess he got like nine carries. He just didn't do a lot with it. Um, mm. But last week got plenty of work, you know, scored a touchdown Like you know, I'd really like to see another week before trusting him, but you know, I'll be someone like Dylan, I'll go with Robinson here. Dylan just, it's more of a knock on Dylan than it is a uh, endorsement of Robinson on my side. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think it's tough to start Dylan like in a pinch. You know, you've got a tough situation. You can start him and hope this is kind of the week where he's the guy, but it seems like Aaron Jones has kind of really established himself as the top back. Um, They're getting, you know, a little bit more of the receiving game going. Uh, and it's hurt Dylan a little bit. Obviously, he's still going to be worked in. You're still going to get, you know, 8 to 15 touches for him. Um, but, yeah, we haven't seen it with him. And, and you know, obviously, I think game script-wise, I think that could really play into his favor. And we're expecting Green Bay to be up here. With, you know, we have Tyler Heineke starting again. So that's working to their favor. But Green Bay, you know, lost to the Giants and who looked to be a much better team. But... Green Bay, you know, has itself not played super well. So they've, you know, played some good teams or some teams that are currently playing well. But, you know, I think I'm, I'm not going to, like, put all my chips on the this team's going to be up against a bad Washington team and A.J. Dillon's going to get a lot of carries. So I think it's close. Uh, and because of that, I, I'm going to go with the guy that I presume to get majority of the work here. Um, and that's Brian Robinson. Um, I am a little concerned with... Not just no catches, but no targets in two weeks. I know that he hasn't gotten a ton of, you know, probably the you know, majority of the snaps, but not getting any targets is, is a little concerning. But it's half PPR, so not as brutal as full. And then you know, I think he is clearly the guy. It's going to be him and um, and when healthy, J.D. McKissick. So I think I'm going to take the guy that I'm confident is going to get the work and have a better shot, I think, at a touchdown. Last running back question, another half point PPR. Uh, going back to Mostert here, Mostert versus the Steelers or Najee Harris at Miami. Another head to head one, another one that would surprise you if you mentioned it during draft yeah. season. But here we are. How the mighty have fallen, man. Mostert was what, like a 10th plus round pick? Najee, you're debating in the first, but 101 you know, in our league, right? Yeah, I think he was. It Najee? surprised me, but yeah, uh, was it? Yeah, I he might have been. Was, yeah. I mean, you know, possibly a first-round pick, but one of those, well, I can't pass on him here early in the second. Going up against a, uh, yeah, double-digit round pick. So, thus is fantasy football. Uh, it is, you know, closer than I think we'll be led to believe. I think that's more a knock on Najee than a plus for Mostert, especially with that Steelers defense that, you know, I'm just not throwing the play against. Uh, Miami's defense, I think on paper, has been good and has played well at times, but isn't as good as I think we were expecting them to be. I'm going to take the guaranteed work for Najee. You know, obviously, we're banking on a touchdown, and I think you know it's a good chance he scores. He's gotten in the end zone half of his game so far, so three touchdowns, six games, solid. Um, but you know, Mitch Trubisky's back in. We'll see if that changes the offense at all. You know, if they open it up a little more, kind of conservative with the, you know a rookie and Kenny Pickett. 
So I'm going to go with Najee Harris here. I just think, you know, we know that he's going to have, you know, be used in the passing game as well. Not as many, you know, targets and catches the last few weeks as we'd like, but he's going to be used. And then we know he's, you know, set for double digit carries. So uh, I will take Najee. What about you? I'm in the same boat. It, the uh, it's kind of like the 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 ETN cover. Like uh, Najee hasn't been great, but the upside's there, and he's got different upside than Mostert has. Um, so that's pretty much it. Um, they probably got similar floors. Um, if not, Najee's probably better. Um, so yeah, uh, for all your reasons and for the upside reason, Najee. All right, so that wraps up running backs for us. We are going to move over to the wide receiver position, Steve, starting once again in that full PPR realm. We've got a pick two for wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster at San Francisco, Donovan Peoples-Jones versus the Ravens, and Christian Kirk versus the Giants. Yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. Um, Juju had a good week. Um, which was a good to see for him, but bad because MVS was trending to take that kind of role away and be that number one wide receiver. And then MVS had a horrible week, uh, touchdown got called back to be fair, but he had a bad week. Juju had a really good week. So, uh, some annoyances there. Um, people's Jones, you know, surprisingly been good. Um, you know, in, in our half point lead, the past three weeks, 9.6, 7.9.6. Um, you know, the problem with people's Jones is the weeks prior to that 1.5 and zero. <laughs> and that's just kind of the risk you run with him. Um, and then Kirk, I think everyone's familiar with the story of Kirk, you know, started off on fire and he's really cooled off. Um, but despite that, you know, we're picking two, you know, definitely locking in Juju. Uh, and I guess Kirk would be the other one just because I don't I, if you were to ask me who is more likely to have a game of you know one point, you know, one catch for 10 yards. You know, I'm, I'm thinking it's people Jones over Kirk. Um, so it's more of a risk of floor. Um, they, they got similar upside, you know, people Jones capable of hitting some home run touchdowns. Uh, Kirk. You know, we've seen his upside in the beginning of the year. So similar upside, but the floor for people's Jones, I think, is non-existent. So Juju and Kirk for me. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with you, but uh, Juju, I think, is like a lock in here. He I think he's really solidified himself as the number one wide receiver, um, number two there behind Kelsey in Kansas City. And when you look at his stat line, he's had eight targets on the nose in every game but two. And one of them was last week where he scored 22 <laughs> fancy points in full PPR, you know, getting a lot of yards, got in the end zone. So you're pretty confident there. Eight targets, you know, should get you into, you know, the low double digits at least. Uh, he's converting on them. So happy to see that. And, and I think, you know, going up against San Francisco, I think, as I mentioned, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. So locking him in. Um, the other two are close. Uh, I'll probably stay, you know, with, you know, start your studs kind of um, mindset. You know, Kirk against the Giants. Once again, I think this is you know, two teams that are playing well. Um, and I think it should be a pretty, you know, good matchup there. Um, not He himself, maybe not playing great currently. But I do expect to bounce back for him at some point here. Um, whereas Peoples Jones you know, has had a couple really good games. But it's just not a, a big passing volume, I think. You know, they may have gotten a little too far away from the run themselves. 
I think that may have hurt him. So I, I, I'm a little worried for, you know, for the passing game. I think maybe they want to say, let's get back to our roots. Let's go back to what we know and what we do, and let's run the ball. Um, and I think that's probably going to hurt people's Jones the most because Njoku and, and Amari are pretty entrenched in that offense at this time. Okay, next one. Um, battle of two people. I don't think you should be starting at all, but if this is a situation you're in, um, full PPR in Arizona, uh, Dorch versus the Saints or Robbie Anderson versus Saints. Yeah, man, how about it? That's rough. Um, I think this week I would play Dorch if I have them both, just because, you know, first game in with Robbie, you're probably looking at a few nine routes and hoping that. They can hit on one of them deep balls, um, but you know, I, I don't imagine he's going to know the whole playbook by the time we get to game time. Would they trade him on Monday, Tuesday, something like that? Yeah, Monday. And we've got I think, yeah. this is a Thursday game, so <laughs> I I'm going to play the guy that's been there more than three days, and that's Greg Dorch. I don't love playing either of these, but I think it's pretty simple here for me. Yeah, for me too. I would go with Dorch. Um, I guess there's a world where if I'm if I need sky high upside and I'm you know I'm really down. I'm not sure Dorch represents that because he's more of a you know in that Rondell Moore kind of slot role uh, that more kind of he PPR'd his way to to fantasy relevance. Um, you know you don't need the playbook to run a straight line as fast as you can and catch the ball, I guess. So like if, you know, if I was going to bang on somebody, catch like a bomb, you know, whatever, 60 yard touchdown, I'd probably bet on Anderson, but like you, you know, the odds of that are pretty slim. And I don't think, you know, he's, I don't even think he's gonna be out there running that many routes, let alone be successful with them. But, you know, he's be the one to catch the bomb between the two. But other than that slim chance, it's gotta be Dorch. So in a vacuum, I'm with you. Go with Dorch. All right, um, and we've got half point PPR. Cortland Sutton, Alec. I'm sorry, Cortland Sutton versus the Jets. Alec Pierce versus at Tennessee, and Brandon Cooks at Las Vegas. Yeah, um, uh, I have kind of. I'm going with Cooks at the end of the day. Um, Sutton might be the good play here, but you know, the Jets defense has been looking better and better. You know, we all know, you know, Russ Wilson's struggles and now, you know, further injuries with the hamstring, you know, he says he's coming along, but who knows? So I'll take out Sutton for that reason. Um, Alec Pierce, if JT wasn't playing, I'd probably be more interested in him, but it sounds like he's back. So I'm assuming we're going back to a run heavy, Michael Pittman, and then, you know, maybe one of the wide receivers or a tight end catches a touchdown or something. Um, where Cooks has been solid. He's got a decent matchup against Vegas. Um, I want to say they're like 11th or 12th against the pass. Um, can't recall off the top of my head, but um, it wasn't real high, um, but it was, you know, a little bit better than middle of the pack. So uh, solid matchup. You know, he's just a, a nice, reliable kind of wide receiver two guy. Not sure he has a sky high upside. Like, Sutton probably has more upside than him. Uh, but in a vacuum, I'll go with Cooks. Yeah, I think, you know, kind of you you maybe didn't say it's point out, but I think Pierce is the you know, first one that you cross off here. I like what I've seen from him here in a couple games, but 
as you mentioned, you know, he's not the top target on his team. He's got the top player on the team there with Jonathan Taylor likely coming back and getting more to a run-focused team. So he pretty easily is the sit. Um, at first, I thought this was a pick two, so I thought this was easy. Now this is a little more tough. Um, I think I lean Sutton here. I, I know you, we talked about, you know, this week I think is really going to be a sour taste in your mouth um, if you're a Sutton manager after you know, what we saw. But he's been kind of the model of consistency prior to that this week. I mean, he's had nine points in week one and half point, and then he's been doubled it just the rest of the way. Um, and, and Cooks, I think, are a little disappointed in what we've expected from him. Um, double digits twice, week one and week four, but single digits other than that, I mean, you've had a, a couple clunkers there too. Two for 22, four for 20. Um, so not thrilled about either of those. I think Sutton, you got more consistency. You know, Cook's definitely higher upside. I think coming out of the bye, you really want to, you know, get your best players involved. He's one of the best skill players, if not the best. So I could see him being worked in, but I'm going to take Colton Sutton here. Okay. Our last one, half point PPR. We're sitting one here, Will. So uh, pick three or sit one, however you want to look at it. DJ Moore versus the Bucks. Christian Kirk versus the Giants. Uh, Dobbs uh, at Washington and Wendell Robinson at Jacksonville. Yeah, um, tougher than it looks, I think. Uh, out of the bunch here, I'm, I'm locking in Christian Kirk first because, I mean, based on what we talked about earlier, he's, you know, locked and loaded. Um, Romeo Dobbs, I think, is, is probably the next one that I'm popping in there. I mean, we've seen him be involved. I mean, I don't think it's been as as successful recently, but he's gotten the targets. I mean, only four for 21 this week. Not happy about that, but nine targets. So you love seeing him involved. Washington's defense is not great against the pass. Um, so after back-to-back weeks, I think, you know, he's a rookie. He's going to be up and down, but I think this is a good week to play him. And then it comes down to Wondell Robinson and DJ Moore. We all knew that that was going to be decisions we'd be making in fantasy football <laughs> season, right? Yeah, for real. Um, man, it is hard to say Wondell Robinson over DJ Moore, but that DJ Moore and that team has been bad. Three catches for seven yards. Woof. Um, nine nine before that, so a little bit better. You know, not great, but better. I think I lean DJ Moore overall. I mean, you want to shoot for the moon upside. I guess you could say Wandale and hope he can, you know, get a couple of big plays, maybe some touchdowns. But once again, you know, coming off of, you know, a, a new coach, you know, going up against Tampa is good defense. But I think it looks like PJ Walker starting again this week. We do have Sam Darnold um, cleared to play. So if they if they keep him active, he'll be the backup. Maybe we get a chance that he's in there and that changes the narrative you know, for the offense a bit. So I am going to lock in uh, DJ Moore last there and, and sit Wandell uh, at least one more week. Yeah, I, um, I'm with you on, on Kirk. I'm, I'm with you on Dobbs. I don't think I want to start DJ Moore when uh, just that whole team, you know, it, something's not right. <laughs> something's just not right. You know, they, they face a good Bucks defense. Uh, I think I'd rather go with with Wandale and and you know I'm not expecting anything crazy high, um, 
you know, DJ Moore probably has a higher upside because, you know, I, I trust him more to get, you know, like a bomb touchdown or something like that. But uh, I think Wandale, you know, given the lack of weapons, would be reliable enough to start. So I'll go Kirk, Dobbs, Wab- uh, uh, Robinson. I'll sit more. Um, but like you said, like it's a tough decision. You know, if you're, I have no problem if you want to go the other way. All right. That wraps up our start sits here. Uh, move over to the trade portion. First up here, uh, Dynasty Trades. 12-team Dynasty Superflex, uh, and noting that um, the team moving the players here is a rebuilding team. We've got Ezekiel Elliott and Trey Lance for a 2023 first-round pick. Yeah, I I think in a Superflex, Lance is still worth a first alone. He's young, on a good offense. Um, So... I'll, I'll easily be on the Zeke Lance side. You know, turn around and flip Zeke for something else if you're a rebuilding team because I wouldn't want to hold on to him, give him a contender, you know, see what you can get out of him. But, you know, for Lance alone, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, you know, Lance alone for sure. But I think there's a chance that maybe not right now, but over the next few weeks when Dallas gets rolling again, you could probably get a first for Zeke. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not in Dynasty Superflex. I'm not sure exactly how much more the 23 firsts are worth. But I would say in a regular Dynasty League, you know, Zeke had a decent game against the Eagles, and and their schedule really opens up. So you could make the argument that you should be able to get a first for him, maybe a first plus um, right now. But if he can get rolling, I think, you know, by the trade deadline, you could definitely get a first plus for him. So I, I think pretty easily Zeke and Lance here for me um, over the 23 first at this point. Okay. We'll stick with uh dynasty, um, not super flex, but this is a two QB league as is our next one, believe it or not, but uh two QB, we got a 24 first and Mike Williams or Debo. Yes. Yeah, an interesting one. I think I lean the pick in Mike Williams here. Um, you know, if Mike Williams was like a, a younger player, I think of like, all right, this you know makes sense as like a young team rebuilding and you know team getting a, a good asset now. Um, and Mike Williams, obviously, a big letdown on Monday Night Football. You know, we didn't see a ton of targets his way, not nearly what you're expecting. But you know, I don't think Mike Williams is that big of a, a downgrade to Debo. I mean, it's definitely at least a tier or two. You know, Debo is, is a top guy. Mike Williams is you know. Little inconsistent, but can put up those numbers. But you're getting that first round pick, and that's huge. Um, obviously, you have to be comfortable losing, you know, a wide receiver one, you know, maybe wide receiver two, depending on his plan. But I think in, in most people's eyes, wide receiver one. But getting, I think, a pretty clear wide receiver two going forward, and Mike Williams and a first round pick is very good compensation there. So I'll lean the package side. Yeah, same, you know, the same logic, you know, there's a downgrade from Debo to Mike Williams, but that downgrade is not, you know, a, a first round pick worth of downgrade. So uh, I'm with you. I'll take the uh, the pick and the, the, the Mike Williams and, you know, I'll call out, you know, two QB league that first is going to be, you know, even more valuable if you're grabbing a uh, a top rookie quarterback here. All right. Another dynasty 12 team two QB. Um, maybe someone shopping Debo Samuel here, Debo Samuel and Chase Evans, I presume there for Austin Eckler and a 24 second round pick. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll take, 
I'll take the Eckler side at the end of the day. Um, you know, given he's very good and he's a running back, I'll take Eckler over Debo straight up. Um, and then Edmonds' lack of ability to take on the role, I, I really don't care about him. Um, the, the second being two years out kind of devalues that pick. So that may be a little bit even, you could say. I'd rather have the second personally. Um, so on, you know, both sides of that trade, you know, I'm, I'm liking the, the Eckler over Debo. I'm liking the second over Edmonds. At best, that's a tie. So the Eckler side for me pretty easily. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, you know, the, you could say if you could get a second for Edmonds right now, you'd probably lock that in. Uh, I know I have him in a dynasty league and, you know, I luckily have a decent bit of depth of running back and I, you know, kind of want to fire him out. You know, once he has a good game, fire him for a second, you know, and in any direction I can, uh, cause he's not looking great. You know, we've seen most of it look well. So I'm hoping he has a big game and I can just start shooting him out with some trades. But, uh, at this point, you know, uh, Debo for Eckler, usually you want to take the receiver there, but I, I do think I would lean Eckler in the side. I mean, I guess it depends if you're a contender or, you know, rebuilding. Debo probably has a longer shelf life. Um, but who knows? I mean, he does take a lot of contact, so maybe a little bit shorter of a shelf life than your normal wide receiver. Uh, but I think, yeah, Eckler and that second round pick um, is, is overall better value. Okay, moving over to the world of redraft. Um, straight up here, Will, Jamar Chase or Derrick Henry? That's a tough one. PPR, I think leans it in the chase side um if this was standard i'd say henry if it was down the middle i'd probably flip a coin uh you know preseason, i definitely would have told you chase uh, but the Bengals offense has not been i think as advertised they've had their ups and downs but not been what you were expecting uh whereas i was pretty low on henry i was you know, not thinking the offense was going to be as good um was thinking he may have worn down and we have not really seen that out of Derrick Henry. He's looked the part um, so far this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, but, you know, full PPR, I, I think you got to go with the top-tier wide receiver over the top-tier running back. What about you? Yeah, I struggle. Um, because, like you said, the Bengals' offense, you know, has not been what many were expecting. Um, and Henry is getting better here and it's really, even at a PPR, it's really hard to pass up yeah. Henry, you know, he's uh, had less than 20 carries once this year. Yeah. Carries. Yeah. Like, he's gotten targets the last couple weeks too. It's crazy. Yeah. You're looking at, you know, judging from what we've seen from the Bengals offense, I'm comfortable saying I would imagine Chase is not the wide receiver one the rest of the year. Um, given what we've seen from Henry for the past three weeks or so. I'm okay saying he has a shot at being the running back one um, the rest of the year. So based on that, I think I go with Henry. Um, like you said, like it's it's pretty close giving its PPR. All right, our last one here: redraft PPR T Higgins and David Montgomery, or AJ Brown and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, this is pretty close. Um, it's an interesting trade. Uh, you know, the upgrade from Higgins to AJ Brown, the, the downgrade from Montgomery to Hunt. Um, I think the downgrade from Montgomery to Hunt is going to hurt worse than, you know, the 
than what the upgrade from Higgins to AJ Brown gives you. Because I and imagine you know AJ Brown, given you have you know so many offensive weapons and you know a very run heavy team in general, he's going to have his down weeks. Um, or, or Higgins, I could see being more steady. Um, Montgomery, you know, there's a lot of talk about Clear Herbert right now, but I'm assuming he's going to stay the starter. If that's the case, he's clearly, you know, the guy over Hunt. Hunt's had a, a pretty up and down year. It's a, a, a Hunt manager's quite frustrating. Um, so I think that downgrade hurts a lot. So I'm going to go with the Higgins Montgomery side. Curious what you think, though. Yeah, I, um, I tend to agree. I think it is, I think it is an upgrade to AJ Brown. But I don't know if it's that much of an upgrade. You know, you're going to have your T. Higgins weeks in Cincinnati, and you know it has been pretty consistent. But you know, there is a couple of other big playmakers there in Philly as well, um, which is the big, I think, competition for T. Higgins. So I think you know that upgrade is, is not as steep as the downgrade of like a, a pretty clear RB two that you're really you know feeling good and confident in, and David Montgomery to a pretty um you know pretty matchup dependent flex there with cream hunt like probably one of the more confident flexes you can put in but you know week to week i mean we saw last week no one wanted to play you know cream hunt in that matchup and and that was the right choice he did not come through did not get the touches so i think they're gonna want to try to establish the run more but you know barring an injury to nick chubb it's just you know there's a pretty steep drop off there so i'll take the higgins and montgomery side as well Beautiful. Um, and that is going to uh, wrap up the show. Uh, Will, do you got any final words? Good luck, everyone, here going into week seven. Wow, man, that is crazy to say. Almost uh, real. almost halfway through the week year. I mean, yeah. We'll be looking at week between week eight and nine is halfway, or is week nine is, is the halfway point. So well on our way to the fantasy playoffs, probably about halfway there at this point, and you know, almost halfway through the regular season. Yeah, pretty wild. Pretty wild indeed. So, uh, yeah, tune in next week for another waiver and start show. And until then, folks, trust your board.